Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of Conflict Revolution with Aaron Bailey Moses. Um, I just want to say thank you for being here, and before we dive into um, the material for this week's episode, I want to say I hope you guys are safe, and I hope your families are healthy, and for those of you with family members and friends who are considered essential workers, and especially those who are firefighters and police officers and doctors and nurses and really are on the front lines of what's happening with COVID-19, I'm pulling for you all and I'm keeping you all in my heart and putting good things out into the universe for you and hoping that you all come through this healthy and safe. And I know that things are crazy right now and really there's so much that everybody is scrambling and trying to figure out and who needs to be home and and what do we do for social distancing. And I, a couple of weeks ago, honestly wasn't even sure that I was going to talk about what was happening with coronavirus and then all of a sudden my kids school was canceled and I was going to have to work from home whether or not my my office closed and then my office is now for the most part work from home for my day job and things over the last couple of weeks got crazy. I had originally planned on putting out a new episode last week. I was planning on going weekly. Um, and then all of a sudden I didn't know what was happening. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was homeschooling and I was doing day job and I'm working on getting podcast ideas and, social media stuff and honestly feeling like I'm completely failing at it all. And my husband's working from home now. Uh, Fortunately, he has a home office and I have a small office. And I just realized that the curtains in my tiny office space were still open, so the sound wasn't right, so I apologize. But quite honestly, I don't even think I have the mental bandwidth to re-record that first few minutes of this podcast, so I'm just going to apologize, and I'm going to go with it. Um, but I was I was talking to some friends of mine on a Facebook chat, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about, um, because M- March was Women's History Month, and I had all these great ideas, and I wanted to talk about intersectional feminism which hopefully I'm still going to do a podcast on that. It's just not this one. Um, and I wanted to talk about the effect, you know, the, the, the gender wage gap and the, um, medical care gap, but none of that really seemed right, especially after the, the craziness of the last few weeks. I think that Really, it's only been a couple of weeks since so many... I know that New York and San Francisco are a little bit ahead of us in Texas and in some of the middle states, but it it just seems like it, it hit us all of a sudden. 
And anyway, in this, I'm sorry, I'm adjusting myself in my chair. Um, in this group chat, I was talking about, you know, what, what would you guys want to listen to? Um, because I'm not a medical expert. And so I can only give you my opinions on coronavirus. And I feel like that would probably be fairly inappropriate, um, and possibly irresponsible because I'm not a doctor. Uh, I just know what I've read. And one of the ladies in this chat group said that what she really needs is um, how to deal with conflict while you're stuck at home. Because for us and for them and for a lot of people and a lot more people soon, I'm sure, we are now on restrictions called safer at home and unless you are considered an essential employee or an essential business, you are supposed to be working from home, no hanging out with your friends, you know, doing the social distancing and just trying to keep everybody as healthy as possible. But so now we're all stuck at home with everybody. And I love my husband and I love my kids, but that's a lot of being at home. That's a lot of togetherness. <laughs> and I think that it definitely tests us all, no matter how much we love each other and no matter how well you get along with people. Being in the same space all the time is a challenge. Uh, personally, I'm an introvert, and so I like having my own space and I like having my own time and I love working from home, but I don't love working from home while I'm also trying to teach my kids and, and keep up with their schoolwork, but get my work done. And, and it's a lot. So that was a very long ramble to say that what was requested was an episode on how do you deal with the conflict that's going to come about because you're stuck in the same space with people and we don't know how long this is going to last. So now we have this podcast episode and I'm really excited about it and I really hope that it helps. I know that going through this and and uh, outlining this podcast was was probably a bit cathartic for me as well. Um, just to go through and remind myself of these things. So what we're looking at are is basically a four-step process, four-step plan, four steps to help you get through conflict. Um, and the first one is you have to check in with yourself. You have to know and learn because it's going to be different for all of us and it's going to be different in this situation than it is in other situations. But you have to work on what are your limits? Are you an introvert like me who needs some space occasionally? Um, are you an extrovert who is dying for some socialization? Do you need somebody to talk to? Do you need to reach out uh, to, to get that feeling out? Are you an introvert and is your partner an extrovert? Because that is definitely going to cause some conflict because one person is going to feel like everybody's on top of them and the other person's going to feel very lonely. So that's absolutely something you need to think about. Are you feeling overextended? Are you feeling like 
um, there's too much to do, not enough time to do it. You've taken on so many additional responsibilities because of where things are with kids in school that you're overwhelmed uh, and and know what that means to you because that is feeling overwhelmed and overextended is going to be different for everyone and different in different situations. And then you need to ch- check in with your emotions. Um, what is your headspace? Going back to the, are you overwhelmed? Um, are you in the right headspace to actually deal with a conflict or deal with an issue that needs to be talked out with your partner? Because if you're not, it's not going to be a productive conversation. And what we're looking for is conversations that are going to help settle the issues, maybe not cure them, maybe not completely solve them. But so often, if you're not in that headspace, to deal with an issue, the likelihood is that it's going to cause more problems down the line. So check in with your mental space and what do you need to do for that? Do you need to go for a run? Do you need to lift some weights? I do that. Uh, Occasionally I will go out and hit the heavy bag because for me that sort of percussive movement is what settles me and relieves my anxiety. For my husband, it's Aikido, which I think is killing him because he just went back to it right before they started shutting everything down. Um, but that's how he de-stresses. It's, it's sort of a, a meditative, contemplative movement and exercise, and that helps him to relieve stress. So you need to figure out what do you need to do? to help you settle yourself and get yourself into the right headspace. And then the third thing is you need to get to the bottom of things. Are there particular underlying tensions that are contributing perhaps to, to this conflict? Um, you know, when I get stressed or when I'm frustrated with one thing, I try not to, but it, it can seep into other things. Maybe I had a bad day at work. Maybe I had a bad day with the kids. And sometimes that lingers and sort of rolls into my um, environment when I don't mean it to. And the, the other thing to look at is, are you stressed out because of this, the situation that we're in, the being stuck at home? Are you irritated because you're stuck with this person for so long? And would whatever seems to be the problem, would that be arising if it weren't for the fact that we are all very tightly confined? Um, so really get a good idea of what's happening in your head and in your heart and in your body. Um before you start moving into how are we going to resolve this. The second thing is remember this. Grace will go a long way right now. We are all human. We are all new to what is happening right now and we are all trying to figure out how to handle it. 
And before you start your discussion and are trying to to talk about this conflict, one thing I would really like for you to think about it is, are you looking to resolve the conflict or are you looking to win the fight? Because if you're looking to win the fight and you are looking to show the other person that you're right and you're hurt and and that you know here's here's what's happened to you you may not be ready to talk about the issue yet um so often in a sense we want to feel vindicated and we want the other person to acknowledge that they were wrong and we were right and you know, sometimes when you're not going to be stuck in the same place with them for an unknown period of time, that's absolutely one way to go about it. Um, but that's not going to fix the problem. I think that while, yes, having someone acknowledge and apologize for hurts can absolutely be a balm and be soothing to our souls. But it can't be if you're looking to just win. If if you're looking to prove to them that what they did was terrible or that they were absolutely the only person who was wrong in the situation. Um and and instead you need to be in the space to be willing to hear the other person as well. Um, and in giving grace, s- stick to the current events. Um, there may be unresolved issues from the past, but dragging those up aren't necessarily going to help solve the current problem if those past issues aren't contributing to the current problem. So if they are unrelated, let's keep them unrelated. Maybe that's a conversation you need to set up for another time, and that's fantastic. But sometimes keeping separate issues separate works better. And you need to figure out in your own head what the issues are. If you're having difficulty getting started with that, one way that is recommended is by using when they, I feel statements as a jumping off point. And remember to be specific. Um, when they're a jerk, I feel hurt is not specific. If they use certain words or specific phrases and those tend to sting more for you, then that's something that you want to make sure you take note of. The more specific you can be, the easier it is to discuss solutions. Um, If somebody tells me that I'm a terrible person, I have no idea what that means or how to fix that. So if if they can tell me specifically what I've done to harm them, it makes it easier for me to evaluate my behavior And being more specific makes it less likely that both people get stuck in the blame game. Well, you were a jerk. No, well, you were mean. Because that's not going to be productive as a way to find a solution. The other thing with identifying the issue is 
if it's warranted, it's really so very important that you take responsibility for any part you may have had in escalating the conflict. Um, it usually does take two to tango, although sometimes people do dance by themselves. Take responsibility for your actions, but really only if it's warranted. Okay, the next step is all about getting the discussion started. And what you have to remember here, you're stuck in the middle with them. Okay, I know the song lyrics don't exactly match up with this, but all I kept thinking was, and the song I have stuck in my head is stuck in the middle with you, so I decided that it was, I was going to make it work. So you're getting, you have to get the discussion started. And the first thing to remember is you have to use your listening skills. Don't interrupt. Focus on what the speaker is saying and not how you're going to reply. Give them acknowledgement and encouragement to continue speaking. And so they understand that you are listening and you know what they're, they're saying. Also, think about the common ground that you and this person share. Not just the literal common ground because you're stuck in a house or an apartment together. But also the emotional common ground and the psychological common ground. Um, Maybe it's your belief system, your religion, your political beliefs. Maybe it's the, the concepts of how you want to raise your kids or your backgrounds. But there, there's probably common ground there somewhere that you can work with and build on to solve this conflict. Um, can you use humor to diffuse the situation? Not appropriate for all people, not appropriate for all situations, but a lot of times humor will help you in loosening that tension that you find when you're in conflict with someone. And then the last part of this is don't make assumptions. Everybody's heard the old adage, make, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. And quite honestly, it's happened to me more times than I would care to admit. But yeah, it does. If you aren't sure about something, if you don't feel like you understand something, if you don't feel like they've made something clear in a way that, that makes sense to you, ask questions. But when you're asking questions, you want to be careful not to bury the assumption in the question. Ask questions about what they're thinking and what they're feeling and what, where they think behavior stems from or what their purpose or objectives were in doing whatever the thing was that you're talking about them doing. Make sure that you you can get to the root of where they're coming from. And hopefully they will do the same for you. And if they don't, then ask yourself these questions. What is the root of this feeling? Because it will help you, again, like being specific, it will help you come up with possible solutions and ways to handle this. And the last step is to be very forward thinking as you're resolving this conflict. What you don't want to do is end up in the exact same position tomorrow, a week later, a month later, uh, whatever time frame. 
you want to think about, we're not just solving this issue for now. How do we solve this issue on an ongoing basis so we don't come back to this place again? And maybe you need to set some boundaries or some ground rules about how you argue. Maybe you need to set boundaries about language. Again, going back to if certain words are are a problem for you or a problem for the other person, do you guys need to set boundaries about using those words and how those use, words can be used or e- sometimes even if those words should be used? Um, is there, are there any other uh, agreements that you guys can come up with about if this issue arises again, how are we going to handle it? Are we going to handle it differently than we did this time? And, you know, maybe you want to brainstorm some solutions. Uh, and I always, I always laugh when people say this, but brainstorming is usually considered, you come up with a bunch of ideas, but nobody judges them until later. People are going to judge the ideas. That's fine. That's fine. As long as you are open to that discussion, because you may come up with an idea that you think is great, but your partner may not, may not agree or may want to tweak it and, and being open to that, um, discussion is really important to, finding a solution to these conflicts. So brainstorm ideas. Where can you find compromise? Would it be helpful if there was a visual reminder of some sort? Hey, the problem is that we all, we all keep forgetting to take the trash out. So how are we going to fix this? Well, maybe we write down a schedule of who takes the trash out when is, is it just a list naming the people who are responsible for it and you go in order Maybe it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule that needs to be written down. Um, what type of solution are you looking for, which follows the, the trash idea? Do you need a schedule? Do you need to split a task list? Maybe there is way too much work um, for your kids and you need help managing that. Well, then talk about how you can split that task list or split your schedules so that your kids can get the help they need with their distance learning work and you and your partner can both be responsible uh, employees or employers at your work. Um, Do you need practice checking in with each other? Maybe you set a timer on your phone. This person takes over this this part of the schedule for so many hours and to avoid someone forgetting to check in, there's an alarm on your phone so that you remember to go see how they're doing and if they need a break and if they need you to take over for a little while or if, if things are going okay and, and it can go on a little bit longer. Um, and then the, the last one is going back to certain words. Do you need those words to be used or avoided? Um, there's a book, the five languages of love, and sometimes it's really about showing how you show appreciation for someone and how they receive appreciation and maybe tweaking some of that appreciation or, or other loving messages 
would make a huge difference moving forward. But you want to be looking at different ways that you can compromise so that, you know, the burden is not on solely one person. And find a compromise that both people feel comfortable with so that you can move forward and move into a place where you know how you're going to deal with this conflict. And that's what we're working on. We're working on getting your mental reflexes for conflict stronger, to make them stronger and to make them more accessible in the moment. So just as a quick rundown, what did we have? We had check in with yourself, know where you are, know what your headspace is. Give some grace. Give some grace to yourself. Give some grace for the person you're in conflict with. And try to get really specific on what is happening with you in this conflict. And and maybe what that, I hate this word because it's used all the time, but what that trigger is, what that conflict trigger has been. And then third is starting the discussion by finding common ground and figuring out how you work best with this person and asking questions and using your listening skills. And then finally is to be forward thinking when you are figuring out how to work through this issue and work through this conflict. Because the more you resolve now and the the more understanding you have now will help in the future if a similar situation arises. So that's it for this episode, y'all. And I'm so glad that you, well, came and hung out with me for a little while. And I hope that this was helpful. And if y'all have any questions, as always, you can email me at Aaron at AaronBaileyMoses.com. If you have suggestions or ideas about a podcast episode, I would love to hear from you at podcast at AaronBaileyMoses.com. And finally, don't forget that if you need a negotiation primer, there is one on my website at AaronBaileyMoses.mykajabi, kajabi is spelled K-A-J-A-B-I, dot com slash five things. And I hope that you will pick that up and it will be helpful to you. And until next time, please stay safe. Please hold your families tight and hug them and love them. If they're in the same house with you, definitely do that physically. If they're not in the same house with you, maybe some hug gifs or pictures. I don't know. Um, But please stay safe and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.